hello gorgeous and welcome to beyond the plate your weekly dose of whole wellness from a friend this is a great fit for you if you are sick of societal pressures to calorie count and diet your way through life we are all unique with different needs and we're all meant to feel amazing so let's start feeling that way let's look past the plate to remove roadblocks keeping you from living that amazing version of you now at beyond the plate you will get inspiration mentorship to start living the life you love. I'm your guide, Dawn Marie, and I hope you know how grateful I am that you are here. Hello, friends of Beyond the Plate. Today, we have a wonderful interview with Dr. Shannon Bundy with The Wellness Way. And I, without further ado, will let her introduce herself to you all. Hi, yes, thank you for having me on here. It's exciting. So I am Dr. Shannon Bundy. I am a chiropractor. I am also a health restoration specialist, which means that I help women, men, children with their hormones, gut issues, food allergies. We just do it in a very full body approach, right? So we help people understand how, what we call those three T's, trauma, toxins, and thoughts, um, that that is a huge effector in their life. And we can't just, as much as I would love to say, Hey, take this supplement and get adjusted and everything will be great. Uh, we don't live in that world. <laughs> we have way too much going on emotionally, mentally, spiritually, uh, that it affects our health. And so our priority at our clinic is to help patients. Yes. Get a better lifestyle. Yes. Take care of themselves, but really get to those deeper things that are preventing them from healing and uh, teaching them that they have that power within them and that they have control of their health, which I think is more important than ever before, uh, just with the way of the world right now. So yeah, that's what I do. And that's what I love. I love that. Um, little backstory, Shannon and I have been a part of some like type of mastermind groups and started following on Instagram. And I just love how honest and raw and real you are. Um, cause you know, sometimes the persona of a chiropractor is like, you know, Dr. S where it's like perfect. And you're not afraid to shake up, um, topics, things like that. What's on your mind, what people really need for that healing. So I loved that you mentioned on the three T's cause yes, it's, and then how it stems to, we can't just put a bandaid on it. Um, yeah. And that's what I'm all about. And the reason for this podcast is just kind of empower people to advocate for themselves, realize there's no quick fix in life, but that's okay. Like it's all a journey and we're all exploring and none of us have it figured out perfectly. Um, but just to have those great resources at our, just not, I hate to say it at our disposable at our like fingertips to reach yeah. out to like use your expertise to help them, which is amazing. Yeah. I mean, they talk a lot about now that the internet is the great equalizer, you know, that social media is the great equalizer because we have so much access at our fingertips that, um, I feel like the old times where it was like, well, my doctor told me to do it doesn't exist anymore because you have people that are coming in that are extremely educated that they've done their research all from home. Right. And as much as we like to tease about, oh, you have a Google PhD, right? You're a Google doctor. Uh, there is a lot of great information. A lot of patients that come to me, I joke that instead of my clinic being called the wellness way, it should be called the last resort 
clinic because <laughs> most people are coming to me after they have tried every medical approach that they have possibly have tried. I am the last hope. And they come and they are ready to go. Like they know their information. And uh, I don't think we live in a time where it will be like, well, just do it because I said so. Because like you said, it's like, we have so much resources, good and bad, overwhelming and information, informational that um, you just, you have to look at that bigger picture of it's, it can't just be one way anymore. Um, there's a lot that goes into health. We have more evidence showing how mental health, emotional stress affects women specifically, uh, but men too. And uh, you have to, you've got to start changing our approach, which I think is why our healthcare is such a sick care system because we want to pretend that it, we can handle it one way. And if the research doesn't support that anymore. Absolutely. I love that. And since you went there, I would love to go deeper. Um, sure. cause that's one thing that I, if my followers have been around for a while, they've seen, I've tiptoed around it. Or if you know me personally, like my feelings, like half the time when my husband and I are like, having a conversation with somebody face-to-face -face even, and they bring up like um, people's shopping carts or COVID or any of that. They're like, oh, oh yeah. my, like Ryan, my husband, Ryan is like, oh, don't get done started on that. And I'm like, <laughs> I get on a soapbox because it's like people, like you said, we have a wealth of knowledge at our fingertips, but are we empowering ourselves to go do that? Are we looking beyond Google, beyond what the media is telling us, beyond what our doctor says or the advertisement saying, are we doing the work we need to for ourselves or for our families? Right. So um, if you would kind of just dive deeper on how as a chiropractor, you facilitate that or some of the conversations, maybe if they visited your office that you would have with them. Yeah. So let me give a little of my story because I feel like a lot of people who are maybe starting this journey, which I always tell people the one positive thing about COVID is it started very strong conversations about what is health. Um, you know, what is an immune system, you know, and that I feel like talking about vaccines, right? If you guys go to my social media, you will see, I talk about all the controversial things like <laughs> that's what I do. I just own up to it. So um, I am grateful for COVID and the aspect of before, if you tried to talk about vaccines, it was like, oh, you're a weirdo. We're not even having that discussion. Now, thanks to COVID, we have very two strong opinions of absolutely not. I'm not going to put them in my body and other people saying, no, I, I can't imagine living without it. Right. So it's nice that we can actually have a format that we can even have the conversation with other people without automatically being labeled as weird. So for me and my health journey, you know, I feel like I was like the classic American. I grew up like eating McDonald's every single day. I remember having a Reese's peanut butter cup almost every single day in high school for lunch. Like I had no body awareness. I was just like, cool. And I was fit my whole life. I've always been fit. I was athletic. So I would eat all this terrible food. And I was like your nightmare female person of like, you know, I look fine, but <laughs> I am eating terrible. So I had zero association between like my body and things that I was feeling. Cause what people didn't know is that I was very, very constipated. I was the first girl to get my period. I was the first girl to get breast. I was, I got breast before I got my period. And if you don't know, like that's not healthy, that's a problem. Right. Um, and all these things that were going on to me, um, very young. And I didn't even question like health at all. I just did. I barely ever had to go to the doctor because I was technically healthy. I was fit. Right. And mm -hmm. so 
I didn't have major issues. I wasn't having cancer or something severe happened to me. So when I went to the doctor, I would go and I'd get my vaccines and they checked my height and weight and they would tell me I was good and I would go on my way. It wasn't until I started getting interested in chiropractic and the idea of, you know, what is chiropractic? Most people associate it with like back cracking and neck popping. It's so much more. And that's a whole other podcast that we could get into. Okay. It's a beautiful, amazing gift that we've been given. Um, but once I started going to chiropractic school, that's where I started learning like, oh, food, you know, that matters. And I think now in 2022 and 2020, we're more educated about gluten and dairy and sugar, which is nice. Uh, but what we are still like on the brink of needing to have more conversation about is, you know, what are we putting in our bodies, like medicine wise, drug wise, vaccine wise, and how is this affecting us and our children and our children's children? And um, so before um, I uh, probably seven years ago is when I started having the conversation of like, how did I feel about vaccines? Some of the smartest people that I knew were totally against them. And because I respected those people so much, that's what made me like, okay, well, I really trust these people. Like these are some of the smartest people I know. And my husband grew up in a very medical mindset, right? So for him, he was like, absolutely not. We are not going to be those people. Like we're not having that conversation. So we played this game of avoidance where I just didn't take the kids to the doctor. I was like, well, I was like, I, I don't know what I want to do. I don't know how I feel about it. So I'm just going to avoid the problem. I'm not going to do research. I'm just not going to look this thing in the eye and I'm just going to like completely avoid everything. And I'm just not going to take them to the doctor. So I don't have to make a decision. And then finally, one day, my husband was just took the kids to the doctor for a checkup and he went and had all, you know, got them fully vaccinated, did everything for them. And I was surprised because it made me cry. And I felt overwhelmed that he had made that decision without me, which my husband and I are like, we're super tight. We, we agree <laughs> on everything. So it was a good initiator to help us think about like, okay, why am I so upset about something I don't even understand? Like, cause surely I have to do my own homework. Like you're saying, do my own research and understand, like, obviously I'm concerned about something and I need to do that. And that's hard. I'm telling you guys, if you haven't really looked into how you truly feel about um, anything medical in general or holistic doesn't matter. If you haven't really done the homework, you're going to feel the want to avoid and not look that beast in the eyes because once you start researching, oh my gosh, it's just, you're going to see research supporting it and you're going to see research against it. And if you think that you're going to find the magical answer, you're not <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> like, and I feel like what COVID did for me and helping me get my voice of being not afraid to speak these things out loud is just using what you feel is feels right to you. And for me, what feels right to me is common sense. And that can sound rude. Okay. But your common sense might be different from my common sense. For me, as someone who focuses on people's immune systems and helps them like I said, I see the worst case. I see people who are on their last ditch hope. That means that I see people with cancer. I see people with autoimmune diseases, multiple autoimmune diseases, right? So I'm seeing very unique people who struggle with infertility and have not been able to get pregnant despite doing everything they've been told to do. And what it comes down to is simplicity is best, right? Getting these people to look their little monster in the eye and stop avoiding their problems and stop hoping that someone else is going to save them you know, is really what gets their immune system going. You know, I like to say that I'm more a hand in hand with them. I'm not their hero and I'm not saving them. So the same thing with COVID, 
Okay, let's not even talk about the vaccine. Let's just talk about a virus. Okay. If you, if we go in the mentality of that virus and what the last two years did to us, most people lived in fear for two years. How does that affect your immune system? Does it affect your immune system? I would say absolutely. Right. Like the stress, like now we're seeing it too, is the outcome of it, of all the antidepressant medicines going out, heart issues, like it's beyond. And in our own personal family situation, we had um, my husband had lost his grandfather and his grandmother had moved into like an assisted living, like senior housing right before he passed away. So she had moved out of her home that she had been in for how many years, then lost her husband. And then that next month, the world shut down. So people in those situations couldn't grieve. So it's like, you can look at every spectrum of every age and they were affected. Like, yeah, it is just, it's scary and it's sad what it's done to, from senior citizens to children that were like, now they are almost anti, um, anti-social because yeah. they had to do school behind a screen. And then can they have actual conversations like face-to-face and it's, yeah, it's, it's crazy. I do want to go back to a little bit, cause there were so many hot things on there. Um, yeah, we are one, right. the, the same, you're totally good. Um, the same person where it was like, I was always looked at that same way. We're like, Oh, you're fit. Cause you're athletic. You're not obese. You're not whatever. You're not too thin. You're healthy. Well, to me, it finally caught up to me. And I had cancer after my second child, I had thyroid cancer yeah. And cause it was like, uh, oh yeah, I'd work out and I'd run. But then on the weekends, it was totally like, oh, off limits. Like I'm going to eat and drink whatever I wanted. And same in high school. Like, you know, you just thought, oh, well, I don't want to be get too fat, but yet we're eating like a bag of, you know, hundred calorie packs or something like that. Thinking that was food. Exactly. So just tying that into like simp- simplicity and common sense. If we just kind of hone it down to a few things here. Cause I feel like, yeah, we could have like six different podcast yeah. episodes and I would love it. So maybe yes. we'll have a series. I'm feeling yeah. a series coming on. I- Um, (laughs) Perfect. So um, to kind of back it up to help our listeners, like make this actionable um, to even, you know, before they're even thinking of their immune system, before they're um, thinking chronic disease, because obviously once we have a symptom, that is a result of it's a cause and effect, right? Yes. Um, So when we go back, you know, look at it a different way to do their own research or to think of it simplicity or simplicity, like, yeah, in most simple terms or what's best for them, where would you suggest they start? If they are like either curious, but they're new to like what you and I have kind of delved into and what we could maybe learn from our experiences of avoidance. Cause I was right there with you on yeah. um, vaccinating my kids. It was like, Ooh, like we were hog farmers. So I'd ask my husband, like, Ooh, aren't these some of the things that you give to our hogs that they only have, you know, three, three to six month lifespan. We'll just say that just depending on variants. So our kids, yeah. I want them to live obviously longer than that. So I'm like, yeah. um, do we really want to put that in them? And then, you know, even the flu vaccine and things like that, where I saw studies where ever since we created this vaccine, more people have actually died from the flu. So it's like, huh, that's funny. So like you said, you can find research that can support either way. Um, are there certain like search engines or things like that, that you go to that, you know, you're going to get the most, um, true research or like non-biased or paid by the government or, um, companies, like, are there certain places where you look first that maybe we could guide our listeners to like, Hey, if you're curious, start your research journey here. 
And then yeah, I mean, I would say there's a lot of great representation out there. Um, just know that if you're new to this idea of like, maybe I don't want to vaccinate or maybe I don't know how I feel about medications, everyone's going to sound extreme to you, right? When you go to the other side or the dark side, right over here with us. So like when you, <laughs> when you come over to the side, you're going to be like, oh my gosh, these people are crazy. My suggestion would be, and I'll tell you who I would reference here in a minute, but my suggestion would be to just listen take in what you can and take in what, okay, like I do connect with that statement. I don't know how I feel about these other statements and take it one little piece at a time. Like this has been a long, you know, probably a 10 year journey overall for me to get this comfortable, you know, and some people are more aggressive, you know, maybe they'll move faster than that. But I think most of us are a little timid because it sounds so odd in the beginning. So for the wellness way, for example, um, I was not always a part of the wellness way. We're a franchise. There's 90 locations across the United States. Um, I was a, a chiropractor just doing adjusting. I wasn't doing all the hormones and stuff that I'm doing now. It was Dr. Patrick Flynn. He started the wellness way that uh, brought awareness to this, uh, of, you know, this full body care approach. And so he has a, a show called a different perspective. He does it every Saturday morning. I think it's a different perspective.com or the wellness way, a different perspective.com. And he usually is always talking about current events. And what I liked about him was for someone like me who wasn't sure where I was on that fence, he's very uh, research-based. So he will say, you know, if he's not sure about something, he'll be like, you know, I don't know, the research hasn't shown that yet, but this is my opinion and it's just my opinion. And then he'll put his opinion and then he'll say, but here's what we do have with the research. And then he'll list through that. So he's a great free resource, resource and the wellness way has been around a while. So they have like a whole articles page. You can go to the wellness way articles and they have like all tons of current event topics and every article at the bottom, they will have like every part where they found the research. So they were a huge tool for me, even before I joined the company. I would say another one is Dell Bigtree. That's a lot of one that he's getting more popularity. So he used to be the producer of the Dr. Oz show. Um, so he was on a very like medical show. And then he kept trying to get Dr. Oz to talk about more holistic stuff. And they loved it. They like were praising him for it. And then finally, he, they didn't know it, but he was kind of like a, on the dark side again. Like he was a little more hippie than they thought he was. And so one day he was like, hey, can we start talking about vaccines? And you're just having a conversation about it. And they were like, absolutely not. Like we're sponsored by uh, vaccine companies, like that's a, like an absolute no. So because um, he and his heart is, a, those are passions for him that he likes to talk about both sides, you know, alternative and medical, and that he couldn't continue that, he actually ended up creating his own show called The High Wire. And that's a podcast and a YouTube. I think he's been kicked off of YouTube, unfortunately. But mm. I think if you go to his actual channel, he's extremely re research-based. And he will just, because he's worked with all these medical doctors, like he knows the language. He is very good at like debating. He does debates with people. And it's just really good at like tying those things in. Um, Joe Rogan lately has been research has been inviting um, a lot of doctors to his podcast. And those have been some really interesting ones. And he's had both sides. He's had people who have been anti and for, and as silly as it sounds to say to Joe Rogan, because I've known him since his UFC days, <laughs> I am not a gigantic Joe Rogan fan, but I have appreciated on a huge platform that he has allowed both parties 
to be on his show and kind of give like a, I just want to hear the facts. I don't want to get caught up in the details. So those are three very easy to find. Um, and those will only branch you into subcategories of Dr. Malone was one of them that if you want to listen to, he was, he's pro-vaccination. So I feel like people like him, he's pro-vaccine, um, but he wasn't pro the COVID vaccine. So I feel like he's an interesting one because he kind of gives his differentiations of why he thinks this one's good and this one's bad. And then he even talks about like why children should be treated differently from adults. And again, that will branch you into so many. So if I was going to pick three that are very popular and will help you find little avenues, go on those because those are going to be people that are passionate about what they're doing. And they have lost a lot of respect in going down this avenue. And I remind people like these people don't really have a lot to gain. (laughs) Like when they're speaking out about these topics, like these are people who are just getting hate, 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 hate. They are not making any money off of this. And even if you think that they are like, they're not making anywhere what some of these pharmaceutical companies are making. So I think that should make you feel comfortable researching it because what do these people really have to gain? In fact, they have everything to lose. Um, And then you can go down all the rabbit holes that you want to go. Does that help? It does. I think that is genius because when I, like, I was curious, but then I was like, oh, well, I go on Google. And of course, like we all know what that can do, but some of those that don't, we just rely on Google and it's going to tell you the exact same things that the mainstream media is because they're all tied in. So you really have to follow all the money. And I, I think you nailed it there when you said these people have nothing to lose because they're truly speaking their passion and they're not backed by a drug company. So that should be your first, like, oh, this doesn't feel right. Like, why are some of these um, popular, um, I don't know, even like celebrities or doctors, like getting on and being on a commercial to get you vaccinated? Like, what is their motive? Like follow the money. And if it kind of seems odd, be curious about it. Think, does this make sense? Like, do they truly care about you? And I hate to say that because there are some phenomenal doctors out there absolutely, um, in the medical world that truly do see people as individuals. But unfortunately, I think our problem is on most of our care. It is just, they're so bombarded that it's just, you're one after another, after another. Like you said, yeah. when you were young, they just give you your vaccinations, check your height and weight and your blood pressure, and you'd be on your way. Like, chiropractic care and integrative medicine, I feel that they have totally, and now with COVID, I feel like it's more acceptable, like you said, where um, we're not the, oh, they're just the radical group or like the total crazies. It's like, hmm, maybe they're onto something here because their skin looks great. They are happy. They are living in their purest form and they do it because of themselves. Like it's really an individual level. So you really need to be curious. You really need to think about what makes sense for you. So, um, I love how you even said, um, going farther back to, of just like eating simply, like thinks, think of things more in a simple form. Yeah. So let's dive in on that a little bit, if you don't mind. Yeah. And let me just go on a little soapbox really quick, because you kind of touched on something that I think people get confused that a lot of people think, you know, I'm anti-medical or that people like me that we're anti-medical and we're not. Uh, So this is the little analogy I feel like helps kind of clear this up and make this less like you're either on my side or you're not, you know, (laughs) 
we kind of, no one's on one side. Most of us are in the middle. We just have a hard time expressing that. So in my perspective, you know, the medical field that the medical approach that we have right now is like the fire department, right? So if your house is on fire, right? You've, you've got big things going on. If you're having emergency situations, you know, who are you going to call? You're going to call the fire department or you're going to call the medical doctor, right? Because that's a life-saving situation. You need somebody to come immediately who is trained and professional to take care of these emergency situations, you know, get that fire out of your house, out of your personal body, right? And help you on that progression. Now, when you get that, when you're, get the fire department to come and they put water in your house, is that house livable? No, you can't live there, right? It's been burned. It's got toxins, mold, and water all over it. So the problem with the medical approach we have right now is they're great at like emergency saving your life situations. But what, what the problem is, is why is cancer on the rise? Diabetes, depression, anxiety. Um, I mean, every disease that you can think of, seriously, every disease mm -hmm. you can think of is on the rise. It's because we've gotten great at saving lives, but we are all living in rotten houses. We don't know how to take care of ourselves anymore. So we call ourselves carpenter doctors that we understand there's a time and a place for the fire department, for those medical necessities, but we don't know how to rebuild our homes anymore. We don't know how to be healthy on our own because let's say that you have a heart attack, which is one of the number one killers. Cardiovascular disease is the number one killer in America, has been forever, and it's only getting worse, right? Uh, what is the, you know, if you have a heart attack and you go to the emergency room, as you should, what is their solution after they save your life? They're going to put medicine. you on medicine for how long? Ever. Forever. Yeah. They, they <laughs> right? make it seem like, oh, you can't live without that. And it's like, yeah, mm, yeah. Really? So, exactly. So you're, you know, they did save your life. We're grateful for that. Right. right. But now you're on these medications forever. Does medication have side effects? Absolutely. Right. Mm -hmm. So maybe you won't die of a heart attack now, but you'll die of a stroke, which is one of the number one symptoms. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's more of helping people like, yes, get your emergencies taken care of. Don't you dare come in my office with a heart attack, right? Like I can't help you there, but can I help you after you've had a heart attack and help you understand how to get healthier and that by changing your lifestyle, your stress, learning how to eat right, which we'll get on that one, learning how to take supplements that aren't just general to everybody, but actually very unique and specific to your body. Mm -hmm. Yes. Then you can safely and effectively get less dependent on medicine, right? Which isn't what health is. Okay. And actually learn how to be very healthy and build your immune system. And so when you have any virus, like we've got monkeypox rolling into town now, right? If you, <laughs> why not? Yes. Why not? Um, so if you understand your body, your actual body, and not just when you're in a fire department situation, because that's what we're taught, right? We only go to the doctor in a fire department situation. And even when we do our wellness checks, what are they actually checking, right? You get your vaccine, you get your height and weight and you get your blood pressure. That's it. Right. So actually learning how to really tune in with ourselves and have that carpenter building your home back up mentality. Then when you do get exposed to something that you're not expecting, it's a lot easier for your body to handle versus if you're just living in that sick care system, you know, the second you get introduced to something, you have no idea what to do. You're scared out of your mind. You're doing things that you're not even fully researched on and understand because you're doing, choosing everything out of fear instead mm -hmm. of understanding that you can, your body can overcome this if you're healthy. And the problem is we don't know what health is anymore.
Well said. I absolutely, yes, yes. That is like my whole foundation of why I do what I do yeah. um, and helping, helping coach women to understand that, that it's like, and then it goes into this comparison mode too, which we don't need to go down that road, but we all are aware of as women or as even males. Like, you know, you look at, you know, Tom next to you or Susie Q and she's like dropped all this weight because she just dropped, uh, or she went on the keto diet. It's like yeah. that worked for her. Yeah. Yes. You are different. So you don't have to like then self-destruct thinking that like, oh, I'm just a failure. I'm terrible. I'll never lose the weight or I'll never get healthy. It's just that you haven't done the work to look inward on what your body truly needs. And then right. you can have this whole blueprint that's made just for you. Right. And that's the thing too. And it, things are not as simple as they used to be. I really do believe 50 years ago, things were a little bit different. And the further you go back, it's easier, but we are exposed to more toxins and more chemicals and really experimented on in many ways that we are not felt the same. You can't categorize us anymore. Like every patient that I have, I have to look at them completely unique, even if they're all coming in for of, you know, a hormonal dysfunction and maybe estrogen dominance, let's say every person has estrogen dominance, how one woman responds under care versus another is completely different. It's because you have to figure out your individual trigger, you know? So for what you said, like someone who did keto, okay, her trigger was food, right? So that was what her body was claiming inflammation on. She cut those gluten and dairy and all the crap out and she lost weight. There's other women who it's stress. And because they're so stressed out, no matter how clean they eat, they can't lose the weight because the food's not the problem. The emotion is the problem, right? right. And then for other women, it's, uh, they don't detox properly. Their liver, they have issues with their liver and they're having dysfunctional detoxing. So even if they're happy, even if they're eating great, they can't lose the weight, right? So mm -hmm. it's understanding that we are not all the same. And that's the problem with that um, sick care model is it's like, okay, how old are you? What's your height? What's your weight? You fit in this box that no longer applies to us because we have been so exposed to so many things um, that we, we can't treat people in categories anymore. We have all of our unique, uh, unique issues. Like the small example I'll give is mold. I have seen so many people exposed to mold and the reactions of how one person, some, someone who's been living in mold will have zero symptoms, but you test them and it's like awful versus another person who lives in mold. They literally seem like they have every autoimmune disease possible. Like we're just different. We have different reactions and different triggers. And, um, you just don't know until you actually start investigating that for yourself. Mm -hmm. Well said that is spot on there because yeah, like you said, there's a lot of times all these things go like under the radar because we're not seeing the symptoms, which is yeah. like the red flag. And it's like, okay, you know, or like the red flag could be, I'm not losing the weight. Well, that's because like, it's not the food it's, you know, like you said, it's the stress, it's the sleep, it's whatever um, right. is going on. So to kind of like simplify it down for people, cause I'm sure yeah. like, if they're new to this, they're like, holy shit, like I'm probably a mess. I have no idea where to start. <laughs> it's um, overwhelming. It is. It can be very overwhelming. And so like, just like in the research part, like be curious, but then listen with an open mind. And then what resonates with you of like, oh, this maybe does sound like a symptom that I didn't even realize I was having. Um, but just to like break it down on being simple. Cause I love simple systems, simple food, like doesn't have to be extravagant, like meal, um, meals in general, like, cause I have three kids, like, let's be real, like who all has time for that. But, right. um, what are kind of your general 
like simple models, I guess. Yeah. So, I mean, I tell people that all of, all the things you hear are basically true. Like you really shouldn't be eating gluten. Um, all right. So I would say keeping it simple, it really is all the things you've heard a million times depressing as you don't want that to be true. Like it's, I always tell people like, start with the basics. It's true. Gluten really does mess you up. It's true that um, sugar is terrible for you, right? Um, it's dairy is a little more complicated. A lot of people don't do well on dairy. And I tell them it's not so much the, that the milk or the cow or the animal is bad. It's the way we process it here in America. That's bad. Mm -hmm. So we have to like go through this whole process before we serve it to the public. And basically that process simplified is kill everything in the milk. Right. So the good bacteria, the bad bacteria, it just gets annihilated. And then you're just kind of getting this breakdown of weirdness that's left over. And that's why most people think they're lactose intolerant. Oh, thank uh, but, you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Like this is one of my big buzz things. Like as soon as we pasteurize milk in America, because, you know, like three people got sick on it, yeah. it screwed up the milk. And then being a farmer, obviously, and I grew up in a dairy farm. Like those poor people were getting terrible milk prices for the longest time. And then they get a hit because then the like super healthier greenwashed people are like, oh no, it's the cows. Everything is bad about them. It's like, yeah. no, it's what's happening after it comes from the cow. Like, yeah. and so I think that's why we almost have this like black market of milk now. Yeah. Cause it's illegal. Yes. Not supposed and, to, to right. And people, like people are so like confused that, like you said, true whole milk, like the milk itself has so many good enzymes for your gut bacteria, everything like that you're supposed to have. And yes. like you said, when it goes through that process, it is absolutely killing everything good and nutritious about it, which is so sad. So I digress, yeah. but just yeah. had to like no. applaud on that because it's like, so many <laughs> people are like no dairy. And then the others are like, Oh no, dairy is awesome. And it's like, well, it's just the form of dairy that we're getting. Exactly. If we can all I, agree on that, it would be amazing. So just get the government out of it. And it's exactly, this is why <laughs> government should not be telling us what to eat. Like that's not their job. That's um, not their job. Yeah, but they love to get involved in that. So that's part of the problem. But I tell people like, if you have a friend who is a farmer that you can get that milk, like fresh off the cow, like that's the milk I want you to be having. Not whatever is in that grocery store. Like that's not real, real milk. And unfortunately people still to this day will be like, oh, I get my calcium from my milk. I'm like, there is no calcium in that milk. <laughs> they're taking it right out. <laughs> I think there's just sugar and whatever else is in there. I don't think there's anything in there. So it's, um, those are the three, like, I would say, if you want to keep it really simple and you're going to be like, I can already hear people like, that's not simple. You just told me to cut gluten and watch my dairy and watch my sugar. So if I was going to tell you to pick one, uh, America's number one issue is sugar right? Yeah. So just so you know, sugar affects your hormones. It affects your gut. It affects your sleep. It increases your anxiety. It makes you gain weight. A big thing with weight, because obviously I work with a lot of women and weight comes up often is you really can only gain weight one way. And that is spiking insulin. Spiking insulin makes, it tries to grab that sugar out of your blood and it takes that sugar and it puts it into a cell and that turns it into a fat cell. Now, if you're active and you're not eating a ton of sugar, that sugar will come out of the fat cell when you need energy and you burn it off and it's not a big deal. But the problem is you can, there's two ways to spike your insulin, either through poor diet or through extra stress because stress turns into cortisol and cortisol turns into sugar and sugar spikes your insulin. Right? So I would say if you were going to pick one of the three of where you're getting started, 
I would take a good look at how much sugar or how much stress you have in your life. Um, and that alone can be very, very helpful. And then I would work on the gluten. And then the last thing I would work on is the dairy because, but the dairy might be the easiest thing. If you know, a farmer, um, right. that's not so bad. Yes, absolutely. And I think that that is so important that it's like when people think, or when you say these things, then they're instantly thinking, well, what can I eat? If yeah. we go with that simple mindset, there is so many things that you can eat. But when you go to the grocery store, if you hang around the outside a little bit better and not go in and now they're getting like more creative by putting a lot of the processed stuff in with the fresh produce yeah. or in with the freezer stuff, but you can save and shave off so many sugar additives because they're smart because they want to keep making money and do it cheaply that these companies are creating all these other different sugar additives. So it, you, it doesn't just say sugar on there. So when you look at those ingredients, it could, it, there's just like millions of different ways that it means sugar. Yes. So I'm always a firm believer on trying to get it as most simple food as possible. And if you do buy something that's in the package, look at those ingredients. And if it's a mile long list, probably not going to go through your body very well. Like you're not going to convert that energy over. It's just going to be wasted, honestly. Yeah, I agree. I, I tell people that it's the real problem is that we as Americans have lost our connection with the love of cooking. Um, mm -hmm. Cooking is a burden. It's stressful. You know, you have one partner cooking everything and the other partner not participating at all. So I tell people that again, that emotional component, like if we're getting to the real root of the problem is we have to learn how to make the kitchen fun again. Like it mm -hmm. has to be something that is valued. You think about other countries, like in Italy, like it's like, it's a passion to cook the food, right? Mm -hmm. um, I'm That's Cuban. An event. Yes. I'm Cuban. And the Cuban side of my family is like, oh my gosh, like, let me pour my love and heart and soul. And it's an event. You're the whole family's there. You're all working together. So it's like, instead of having your kids in a thousand sports and you're driving all over the place and you're super stressed out, you know, and you know, it's a like make, you know, hire someone to do like a little fun chef show or make it a co competition. Like the emotional component is we, we see cooking as a burden. And if we saw it as something as a family fun, building memories that would make it a lot easier. And then my second thing is just, if you're like, I don't know what to eat. I don't know what real food is. I remember when I was, like I said, classic American. So when people would say eat clean, I'm like, what does that mean? Why do you keep saying eat clean? Like I had no idea what that means. Basically it means like if you were in a hunter gathering situation, like what could you, you know, do is like a granola bar actually something that's real? Like no, like that's something that's manufactured and refined. I'm not saying all granola bars are bad, but if you're keeping it really simple, it's basically like real proteins, like actual meat and uh, actual vegetables and actual fruit. So when people say eat clean, they're talking about like things that aren't as much packaged and formulated to be this quick, easy bite on the go bar, which a lot of times women tend to do is always eating on the go, eating super fast because mom doesn't have time to mm -hmm. feed herself. Yes. Cause all that marketing is going right to us of like selling us on convenience and ease. Yeah. And it's like, that is our problem. Like if, so we just like recognize like, hmm. and I hope that people, after they listen to this, they notice that on different ads, different, like I can't even watch TV without like 10 million, like drug advertisements. And then they're solving one thing, but then there's like 5 million other things that will kill you from this. 
yeah. red flag. Like, so then when you're at the doctor next and they're like, Hey, I want to put you on this. And you're like, I just heard that on the T on like the commercial. And I'm like, um, if I take this, can I really die of like, I don't know. <laughs> it's crazy. So yes, very much. So yes, like eating clean doesn't have to be that complicated. We do not right. need to make it a bigger problem than it is. And like you said, we, if we slow down our lives and stop feeling like we should be doing everything and having our kids in absolutely everything that's leaving us with that less time, that's the whole point of being on this earth. Like we are not rushing to the end because the end means we're dead. So if we're not enjoying it now, why are we doing it? Like we all have that decision to make, like we are empowered to make those choices for ourselves. So no different than the vaccines, no different than what we're eating, how we're spending our time is all on us. Like it is our choice. Like, and after COVID, I think that was perfect. Like how many people thrived in the summer of COVID because they hardly had anything going on. So they got to just be with their kids and do stuff that they enjoyed instead of like rushing from one place to the other, just being left exhausted. So Let's use that as it was a blessing and hopefully an awakening for a lot of people of where did I thrive? What did I love most and do more of those things? Yeah, I felt like um, the optimistic side of COVID again was, I think it kind of started more of a minimalist movement for people and people wanting to simplify. And I think everyone's feeling that overwhelming. It's like, you know, we've got the inflation going on right now. You've got to budget yourself appropriately. And I think uh, I'm excited to see so many people trying to simplify their personal lives, their medical life, you know, like every part of their health is part of that. And just to keep in mind, again, I know I preach about women a lot, but women are, we're the sickest. If you look at the statistics, like we're the ones dying and we're dying young and we're getting sick very, very young. So unfortunately we are the ones who always feel responsible and doing every little thing, but that's what's actually getting us. And I truly am learning because I am one of those people. Like I'm not saying, oh, you over there, you're doing that. Like I'm one of those people. Um, I am learning that my children don't mind. They're happy to slow down with me. They're happy to see me more present. Like they can feel it. We didn't talk about it. They can just feel that presence. And um, especially with food, just the last thing I'll say is most women under eat. Most Mm -hmm. of them, we've unintentionally are brainwashed to think food means fat. Um, Mm -hmm. And because of that, most of the women like just changing their diet and saying, eat more food, eat more real food and actually slow down and enjoy your food that a lot of things will heal on their own because food is medicine. Mm-hmm. Well said, well said. Um, because I know I've loved this conversation so much and we could just talk for like days on it. Um, you will definitely be a repeat um, interview. And so maybe I will throw it out to our audience of like, what is something that we talked about today that they would love for us to just dive deeper in together um, on another episode? And um, yeah, I've just enjoyed this so much. And I hope everybody else has like had some takeaways or awakenings of And the whole thing is not to induce shame. Like if you are not living this way, you are not doing anything wrong. You listening to this is a great first step of recognizing and taking back that power. And it should feel empowering and you should feel good about yourself that you're doing something good for you. So then you can in turn help your family as well. Um, Just educate on themselves that there's no one way cookie cutter solution. It is 
it's a journey and we talk about that a lot, but I just feel it is always important to hone in on. Yes. Um, but as we wrap up, um, one thing I forgot, we always like to start the podcast this way. And so we'll end it this way. And then you can also share, um, where people can find you. And we'll also put those in the show notes, but, um, if you have anything fun and exciting that you want people to follow along on, um, but I would love to hear something that you are grateful for like today or this week or something that's happened. Um, I just feel that there's so much power in like owning in and being in that place of gratitude and then it amplifies in our life. So if you could share something with us, that would be wonderful. Um, absolutely. Yeah. So I feel like um, a current win, and it's funny because it's part of like the program that um, we've met in, that I am as a doctor and as a human stepping out of other people's expectations of me. I think I'm, I, I unintentionally live and respond to other people's expectations. And as I'm stepping out of that, I'm getting uncomfortable of like, Oh, I don't want that person to be upset or, you know, Oh, I hope they, that patient felt like I thoroughly addressed every little concern that they had. Not that that's bad, but oftentimes I know what my patient needs, but they have come in with a list and I'm like, Oh, okay. You know, I'll take care of that list instead of saying the truth. And yesterday I had a great example of that. I had a patient, we went over her hormones and her adrenals were just right? Like they were just nothing there. And of course that's, she's tired and fatigued. So I talked about, you know, oh, diet, you can do this supplements. You can take this. But then I stepped out of that expectation of like, well, I'm a doctor. I shouldn't get in the emotional component. Right. But I stepped out of that and I said, can I ask a personal question? You know, how is stress at home? And the second I said that she just started crying you know, and she, you know, opened up to me that there's some trouble in paradise, right? They're there. Um, her and her hubby are having a little bit of issues. And it was such a freeing moment, I think for both of us, because I told her again, like I kind of said in the beginning, as much as I would love for this supplement and an adjustment to, to help these adrenals until we can take care of that emotional, right? Well, we are not going to get these adrenals up because your body is responding to the stress and it's actually protecting you right? You can't have everything going all at one time, right? You have to, some things have to decrease themselves to balance the stress that you're feeling. And it was such a win because I, I, that's what being a doctor really is. It's not just throwing solutions, but actually getting to that root. Um, and I think it gives me hope of like how many people are really coming to the realization of their mental health is just as important as their physical health. And as much as we'd love to say, well, here's my body and here's my soul they're, they are one in, in the same. Um, so it helps me feel better and you more united with my soul. It helps my patient feel better and unite with their soul. And it's setting an example for my children, um, that they are seeing that as well. So that's, um, something that I really excited about. Oh, that is awesome. Like it just like touched my heart. And I, I love when people are in their zone of genius or yes. like living their purpose because you just had that experience and then it's a ripple effect. Um, so then you have that with the next one, because it takes that practice of, uh, cause a lot of us are those fixers where it's like, oh, we just want to give them that solution so they can have relief right away. But in that truly what they needed was you to ask that exact question. That is what that patient needed in that yeah. moment. Oh, that is so powerful. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Dr. Shannon, um, I will link your Facebook and Instagram on there for people to follow. Um, cause I'm sure there will be all sorts of questions or things to come up. Um, so I thank you so much for your time. Thanks for having me. It's been great.
thank you so much for listening today. If this episode spoke to you, I would so appreciate it if you could take a minute to leave a review on your podcast app. Sharing your experiences here will help get this show in the hands of others that can also find value. Or you can take a screenshot of this episode and tag me on Instagram at dawnmarie.co. I'd love to see what you're enjoying. I'm already looking forward to chatting with you again next week.